things are certain in life. Death, taxes, and love. It's actually death, taxes, and 21 million Bitcoin. Love, yeah, love isn't in there. I've never heard 21 million Bitcoin in there either. Yeah, that's just the Bitcoiner spin on things now. Okay. The quote was invented before that, before Bitcoin was invented. What was the quote? Uh, two things are certain in life, death and taxes. Oh, so it was never three things? It was never three things. Wow, we're really de derailed from this introduction. Well, everyone, um, thank you for being with us for so long, listening to us on the show. Well, the reason I started off with death, love and taxes, yep. if that's what I said, is because in this episode, we are going to talk about one of those three things, and that is taxes. It is going to be tax season soon, or rather, it is already tax season. For Canadians. For, for Canadians, like, for Americans too. I think their tax season is like more so in May, June, July. All right, well, at some point you have to pay your taxes <laughs> and we have to pay it soon. So this episode, we are going to cover how you go about doing that. Uh, if you didn't already know, just uh, a quick shout out to Keegan's newsletter. He writes a private newsletter and, and a free newsletter as well. But in the private newsletter, he talks in detail about his journey into, into crypto, his view on things. And he kind of puts in what he does with his portfolio. So it's, it's all real numbers um, and, and screenshots from his portfolio. So if you, if you aren't already following it, check it out. It's at keeganfrancis.substack.com. We'll also put it in the show description. And uh, you can support his newsletter by getting on the private newsletter. So without further ado, let's begin this episode on taxes. The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and the guests interviewed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are solely their own. The content discussed are intended to be for informational purposes only. All right. Taxes. What, what is the definition of, of paying tax for crypto? Like, I'm going to need you to elaborate on that question. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to just rephrase it. In Canada, uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are treated as commodities, are they not? Yeah, that's that's as far as I understand it, yeah. So the way that you have to report your taxes on uh, during tax season is you have to report how many cryptocurrencies you have. Why don't you walk us through that? Yeah, you don't have to report what you own. You just need to report the capital gains and losses and or losses. You know what? You know, yep. let's let's go from let's go from the very beginning. Sure. You are getting ready for taxes. Keegan, you do both of our taxes. I do. We report as one family. So what is the first step you take? Well, the, the first step to reporting your crypto taxes starts way before you ever reach tax season. So I just follow some very simple steps in order to make sure that when tax season comes around, I'm actually prepared to report our taxes. Are and you saying we should have recorded this episode like six months ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, maybe actually, because uh, like the, the number one tip I have for people is basically just to keep your crypto portfolio organized. So that means all your addresses, all your transactions, uh, create a backup of them, put them in one place. Maybe have a USB stick specifically for all your transactions and all your wallets. All right, hang on. Yeah. So, you know, you said that the first step you take is you take it way before you have to report our taxes. Right. It's just, it's a preparedness step rather than like, here's step one to doing taxes. Uh, 
step one, you actually might need to spend like 24 or 30 hours in order to get to step one if you're not prepared. And what is that? What is being prepared? Yeah, so there's five things that you need to record um, on every single transaction that you do with uh, with cryptocurrencies. Okay, yeah. hang on. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there sure. just for a quick question. Yep. Now, the the reason why you have to record all of that is because we make some trades that need to be recorded and we may have sold out of Bitcoin into other cryptocurrencies and then you know, traded back into Bitcoin and all of that. You know, we, we have some complex transactions. Right. For someone who's just bought Bitcoin and held Bitcoin and haven't done anything else. Yeah, the good news. You can stop listening to this episode <laughs> if that pertains to you. If all you've ever done is turn Canadian dollars into Bitcoin and you've done nothing else and you've not even shaken your phone like on ShakePay, like pay. in our previous episode. Yeah, go check out our previous episode. If you shake your phone and get free Bitcoin, you, that's that's income. You're actually earning Bitcoin. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you have done that, then you need to report your crypto taxes. But if all of you, all that you have done, is turn Canadian dollars into Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency, and that's all you've ever done, then you're fine. I feel like we need to do a separate episode on how shaking sats or shaking your phone on ShakePay. Make, means you have to report your well it's income satoshis uh, but like think of it this way uh look if, if you walk down the street and you find a 20 dollar bill or a 10 dollar bill or a penny or a dime on the sidewalk technically speaking that's income and you need to report that however who does that no one no one does that right so do I'm, not take this as tax no, advice this is not tax <laughs> advice right yeah exactly um all right so yeah. Let's assume that people are not earning, quote unquote, earning income by shaking their phone on ShakePay. Yep. But people who have just bought Bitcoin with their fiat and haven't sold it into anything, they're just holding Bitcoin. Yep. They don't have to report anything. As far as I know. Okay. What about if they just bought Ethereum and Bitcoin? No, they're still fine. Okay. But so this is they, only in Canada. If they bought their Ethereum with Bitcoin, that's taxable. All right. So if someone buys any cryptocurrency with their government currency and doesn't do anything else with it after they've bought it, just holds it, they're fine. Yeah. Okay. However, if they buy cryptocurrency with their fiat and then they trade between each cryptocurrency. So for like you said, if someone's bought Ethereum and they traded it into Bitcoin, that's a taxable event. That's that's exactly right. Okay, but yeah. that's, you know, a simple taxable event. Well, I mean, it's just as complex as every other taxable event. Oh, so the other taxable events are a little more complex because of the volume of transactions, correct? Yeah, the volume, like how many transactions have you done? Is it like 10, 20, 30? And then is it between one, two, five, let's, 10, 20 you know uh, different let's, cryptocurrencies? Let's keep numbers small. So No, well, you, I mean, you, that's that's what you just said, though, like the volume of transactions. So if you are if you have 20 different cryptocurrencies in your portfolio, your crypto taxes are going to be quite a bit more complex than someone with Bitcoin and Ethereum in their portfolio. Yeah. So but isn't it the same um Format. So you said the, yeah, same, okay, same process. Okay, yep. so that's what I'm saying. If yeah. someone, let's take this example because it scales by volume. Someone bought Ethereum. Someone bought Bitcoin, and then this someone traded Ethereum <laughs> for Bitcoin. That's a taxable event. Yeah. What do they need to record 
So then first and foremost, you need to record the exact date and time that that transaction occurred. You need to record the two assets that were transacted with. So Bitcoin to Ethereum. I bought Bitcoin with Ethereum or vice versa. You need to uh, record the type of transaction that was. So it was a trade between Bitcoin and Ethereum where I sold Ethereum and bought Bitcoin or, or vice versa. That, like Those specific parameters need to be uh, recorded. Uh, the price of each of those assets at the time that you sold them, they can be derived later, but it's so much more helpful if you just record them at the time of the transaction. Okay, that was the third thing. Yep. Uh, and geez, the other two are sort of eluding me. Oh, the fees. Yeah. If you paid any fees on this transaction, then those can be deducted as an expense or you can claim those as an expense. Uh, and that's really helpful. That was the fourth thing. Mm -hmm. And the fifth one, the fifth one's definitely eluding me right now. I just wrote this earlier. So maybe I need to just ref reflect on um, my newsletter that I wrote. Okay. Yeah. So just the four things that you said were you need to record the date and time of when you bought this particular crypto asset. That's right. You need to determine... Um, the type of transaction it was. What do you mean by the type of transaction? So was it a transfer, a trade, or income? Okay, so the definition of a transfer is... I would say uh, you sending Bitcoin between two wallets that you own is a transfer. What if, would you say a transfer is uh, like, for example, on ShakeBay, if I bought Bitcoin with my fiat, is that a transfer? That's not a transfer. That's okay. a trade. Okay, so it has to be transferred between two different um, entities. Yes. Okay, where one entity can be a wallet and the other can be an exchange or it can also be between two wallets. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the second thing. So you said trade, transfer, or? Income. Trade trans income can be if someone pays you in Bitcoin or if you shake your phone and you get Bitcoin from ShakeBay. Or if you're earning interest on your oh, on your assets. For right. Example. So if you're lending your cryptocurrency assets, then the interest that you get paid from that lending service is income. Taxable. Taxable income. That's right. Okay. So that was that was income. Yep. We covered transfer and then trading is if you trade one cryptocurrency for another. Yes. Okay. So that was the second thing. You need to record what kind of a transaction that was. So it's the, the first and second points are kind of interlinked because not only do you, do you also need to um, write down when you bought Bitcoin, even if you don't do the, the rest of the three things with it. You actually do need to know the purchase price of your Bitcoin. Yeah. When you bought it. When you bought it. So even for those that are holding. Yeah. Because when you decide to sell it, if you decide to sell it, you need that price to record your capital gains or capital losses. That's right. Bingo. Okay, perfect. You're good at this. <laughs> All right. So point number one, you need to record the date and time of when you bought Bitcoin yep. and what you bought it with. The second thing is kind of interlinked with the first one is because you need to know on what date and time you did a trade with that cryptocurrency asset, whether it was a trade transfer or income. income. Yep. Yeah, cool. The third thing is... What are the two things that that, uh, that you're transacting with? Right. Is it Bitcoin and Ethereum? Is it Canadian dollars and Bitcoin? What What is happening? Uh, right. Yeah. The fourth thing. The fees. Fees. Whether or not you paid fees. So, for example, with ShakeBay, ShakeBay take care, takes care of your fees. But if you buy it on Kraken, Kraken charges you a fee. If you buy it on Crypto.com, charges you a fee. Most exchanges, I would say, charge you a fee for buying that 
Bitcoin or or Ethereum or whatever else. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I like ShakePay because the fees just included that it just you pay zero fees, but you pay a higher price for your Bitcoin. Not that much higher. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So fourth thing is fees. Yeah. The fifth thing is the price of each of the assets at the time of the transaction. Wasn't that the oh right. This, the second point was what happened with that particular yeah. asset. And the first one was when. So the fifth point, you actually don't really need to record if you did record the time it took place, because you can go to a secondary secondary source of information, uh, such as CoinMarketCap, and look up the price at a specific uh, date and time. Uh, so, but It's so I'm, tricky, though. It is really tricky. I just recommend recording it when you're doing it that's right yeah but that's because <laughs> like something like bitcoin can go up and down by 20 percent in one single day yes um and so you can't just record the day you also need to record the time yeah now what a you lot of need people to record the time for your benefit though i mean like yeah. it kind of depends on what uh what you record at that time because if bitcoin falls by 20 percent What's the better price to record? It depends on the type of transaction. Right. It depends on if you're selling Bitcoin or buying Bitcoin. And in specifically in Canada, is there, um, you know, a specific uh, thing that they need you to record? Like, do they say you have to make sure you record the price at which a transaction is made? No, all of this. So all of this tax information and uh, quote unquote tax advice, which is not tax advice, is uh, all just from our brains. It's from our experience of and doing what we have taxes. Done. Yes, exactly right. So none of this is really included on the Canada Revenue Agency's website. Uh, they don't exactly even really have guidelines for this. Like anytime I've been some guidelines, but it's kind of arbitrary. Right. So for example, they say that you need to uh, calculate your rolling average cost basis, but who knows what that means? I mean, I do, but <laughs> uh, the point wow, is, Keegan. if you follow these five steps and record these five things about each and every transaction that you make, you should be ha able to hand uh, hand them to your personal accountant and your accountant should know what to do th with them. Like any accountant would know what an average cost basis is. Uh, whereas, what about a rolling average cost basis? Oh, that was just my fancy spicing <laughs> up of that term. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm really glad that you just walked us through that five because, yeah, I was blanking on that fifth one. But, yeah, that was that was a good pace. I hope our listeners understand what they need to do. Yeah, well, we'll list the five things in the show, show notes, or the short description as well, just in case you want to read it over. And, Keegan, you're gonna, you've written a private newsletter about this, and you're going to write a bonus one with... Um, like what we've done when we file our taxes so that our private subscribers, you know, have something to look at and see what we've done. Yeah. So what we've actually did done last year was we used an automated tax reporting software for our cryptocurrencies. Uh, so this is why I recommend you keep track of every exchange that you're on and every uh, wallet that <laughs> and every wallet that you use as well, because you can just plug them into this automated uh, tax calculation service and it will generate a report for you. So all that Canada Revenue Agency at the end of the day, the only thing that they want is you to fill in uh, maybe two or three boxes. There might be more than that. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I just handed that report that this service generated for me and I handed that to our accountant. Our accountant took care of it and that was that was it. And I 
had a much easier time doing taxes last year than any other year I did uh, <laughs> my crypto taxes because I did it all by hand from like 2016, 2017. You mean on an Excel sheet? Well, yes, I actually, I, I totally <laughs> mean on an Excel sheet. That's what I mean by hand. Right. <laughs> Aging myself here. I'm 27. <laughs> by hand is with a computer now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I interrupted you. No, I think I was done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what was the most complicated thing about figuring out how to you know, report your taxes? Well, I actually started to write a program last year that uh, calculated the rolling average cost basis for... So was the rolling average cost basis the most complicated thing? Yeah, if you actually want to understand the number that these automated tax services pop out at the end of the day, then yeah, you're going to have to go and understand what an uh, average cost basis is. You wanted to verify, didn't you? Verify what? The, uh, <laughs> oh, verify what? the number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did care whether or not this service was, uh, uh, you know, pushing out the right number. Right. Yeah. Do they have? Do they? I mean, they have a disclaimer of some sort that um, you know, if we don't give you the correct number, then we're not liable for whatever audit that you may face. <laughs> so I think that the I, I don't know if that disclaimer is there or not, but if I were them, I would say something along the lines of, "Well, the number that we." give to you is correct based on the information you gave us yeah right so their system is definitely going to do the right thing for whatever information you give them it's just up to you to actually give them all of the the most accurate information which just goes back to reinforce the very first point in this episode which was you know keep on top of your own crypto transactions and portfolio yeah i that's you know a task it's a big job. It's a big job. It's a big job. Uh, I don't know why we're saying this service. I mean, we can just say Coinly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we use the service called Coinly. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll post the link to it in, again, the show description, and uh, and you can take a look. That's what we used. Yeah. So you would say that the most complicated thing was what make, making sure that the cost average basis... Average, average, average cost, cost basis. <laughs> right, whoops. Uh, the rolling... Average cost basis. Well, was correct. Actually, as it ended up, I didn't end up with the same number at all because they were able to give you a better number. Uh, well, I think they well they were able to consume more of the information that I had collected. Right. So it was a lot of work for me to write code for each and every platform, wallet, service, cryptocurrency, and trade that I have ever done. Right. Uh, so that was a lot of work where it's already built on Coinly, and right. they pumped out this number, and it, it said it was something that I was like, okay, that seems like in the ballpark of what I should be paying. All, all the CRA really wants you to do at the end of the day is, is put a, like a good foot forward and show them that you had a method uh, and that you put effort into doing the right thing. So if you're audited and you'd say, look, I've, I've been doing cryptocurrencies, like I've got 2000 transactions in 2020. And uh, this is why this is what I've decided to do in order to try to pay the right number to you, the CRA. And, you know, you can then hand over all of the information you gave to Coinly. And if the CRA wants to parse through that and give you a new number, that's on them. Right. I almost think that um, it was perhaps a little ambiguous to begin with because, you know, like Bitcoin has been pronounced dead so many times. And uh, I feel like perhaps it 
you know, cryptocurrencies were not expected to last as long as they have, which is why <laughs> there just was ambiguity. I mean, like yeah. whenever, when we spoke to, when we called the CRA and we said, hey, can we talk to someone who can tell us how we need to report this accurately? They had one expert in a different province and he was the only expert. And we never got in, to talk to him. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm sure he was pretty busy being the only person who knew what to do. We actually did go and sit down with a CRA agent and we just described all the kinds of things that we had yeah. been doing and hey, we made money from here and it was on this platform and then we traded it <laughs> like two or three times and then it eventually ended up in Bitcoin. And this guy was just like, wow, that's really complicated. I, I honestly don't know what you need to do with this. I think it was him who told us that, you know, just put your best effort in and then just make sure that you've recorded how you report this. Yeah. Because, you know, if we come back and audit you, then we want you to explain to us how you've done this. And I'm not sure how relevant this is for our audience, but when I was in junior high and high school, uh, the math teacher would just say, show your work. Right, yeah. right, and you'd get it doesn't actually matter. I remember getting a lot of the end questions wrong, our end answers wrong, but I showed my work and I got most of the value for the that's so interesting for the point. So, uh, or for the question, I think it might work similarly <laughs> with the CRA. Wow, <laughs> I don't know. Notes from high school math grading. Yeah, just show your work, yeah. folks. Wow. Okay, so uh, something that I want to. Right. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. I will hold on. Yeah. So you asked me what was the most complicated thing about like reporting three taxes. times and you said average rolling cost basis. <laughs> <laughs> rolling average cost basis. Yes. Um, the reason why it's rolling is because uh, with every transaction, you need to update that capital gains number. So every single transaction that you do um, will affect your capital gains or losses, how much you owe the government at the end of the day. But or, the, or the government owes you, because I was going to talk true. about that later, but yeah. go ahead. Uh, the other thing that took a lot of time is just actually just sitting there and philosophizing on whether or not this particular transaction, like where does this particular transaction fit into taxes? Like what is the fee? Does Is the fee an expense or is it a 100% loss? It... Uh, I, I spent a lot of time just sitting there and, um, and pondering that. Wow. I, I don't think that there's a real good consensus in the accounting community on this. Either. I don't think philosophizing is a word. It is. Is it? It's totally a word. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed. Also, the, the, the latter. <laughs> there's what? nothing in the accounting community that answers this question. I just think that there is, this is new or uh, perhaps, uh, you know, probably you didn't look it up. No, no. I, oh, it? I've spent a lot of time and I like spoke to other Bitcoiners as well. And I remember in 2020, in February, we went to a Halifax Bitcoin meetup and it was about taxes. And I asked this question about, hey, is the fee a, uh, do you need to pay a capital gains uh, on, on the fee? Or is it 100% loss? Uh, and they're like, well, I suppose it could go either way. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. what do you mean it could go either way? Taxes don't work like, taxes and math shouldn't work like that. There should be like a straight and narrow road. Um, at least that's the way I grew up conceptualizing taxes, I think. Yeah, well, blockchain didn't exist. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day. Oh, yeah, I was talking to someone today, actually, and they were telling me that they invested in Ethereum. And uh, they were asking me about taxes, too, and... Um, they were asking me about fees, the Bitcoin network fees, right? right. So I said, well, um, I told them that you actually don't pay fees to ShakeBay, you pay fees to the Bitcoin blockchain. And, and they were like, what? 
how, what do you mean I pay fees to the Bitcoin blockchain? Because that's such a new concept. You're, you're paying fees to this blockchain that's essentially uh, protecting and maintaining the Bitcoin network. And uh, who it goes to at the end of the day is if wh whichever block your transaction was in, that miner, that group, miner group gets the um, accumulation of the fees of all of the transactions that are in that block. So that, that's who it eventually goes to. But, you know, you are still paying fees to the blockchain. So that's such an interesting concept. And, uh, you know, we don't we just don't have rules for how to report that yet. Because, True. you know, it, the, the blockchain is basically all around the world. And it's not, you can't really point to one jurisdiction because the jurisdiction is the globe. So how do you, how do you account for that when you're living in Canada? Well, it, you, it would fall under Canadian law and Canadian rules. So if you're a binder in Canada, then you need to report taxes according to how Canada says you need to report your taxes. That's true. I'm just saying that it's just a different phenomenon. And it oh, yeah. makes sense that we don't have a rule book for it just yet. Or at least a rule book that is constant or like... Well, lots of countries do this differently as well. Like for, for example, in Germany, if you hold any of your cryptocurrencies for more than a year, you pay no capital gains when you sell them. When you, when you saw, like after a year? Yeah. So I had a friend that uh, he had owned this one asset for quite some time. And then it was, it was after a year and he sold it and then bought a house with it and didn't pay a cent in capital gains. In to, Germany? In Germany. Cool. Yeah. And then in Singapore, you don't pay capital gains at all. They, they just don't have them there. Yeah. Super interesting. Well, so before, before I asked to wrap this um this episode up, Keegan, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about reporting capital losses. Yes. Because we actually got some money from the back from the government for reporting capital losses. Can you walk our audience through what that means? Yeah, sure. If you're bad at trading like I am, then uh, <laughs> you'll eventually end up with losses and you can report that to the government and they'll give you money. Um, no, it's not quite that simple. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, yeah, if you have capital losses, so let's just say you're trading, you're trading, you're trading, you think you're doing well, uh, <laughs> you plug all this information into Coinly at the end of the year, and then you find out, oh shoot, I actually lost $5,000. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You, you needed an entire year to, to, to do bad trades. For Coinly to then tell you that you're doing poorly? It's not apparent. It's not, it's not very <laughs> obvious sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment and all, all your money is in like Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's like weird, ob obscure digits on the screen. It's not Canadian dollars, right? So it's not uh, necessarily stable. You don't often know <laughs> how much money you've gained or lost. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, wow anyway if you have capital <laughs> losses speaking from experience there aren't you yes <laughs> they can be used to uh, reduce your tax liability and this this was the case in 2018 i actually like all jokes <laughs> aside I'm, I'm pretty sure this was not due to me being a bad trader it was due to the fact uh that 2018 and 2019 was really rough years for the cryptocurrency market. Yes, blame it on the market. <laughs> Boy, that's exactly what I'm doing. The market's my scapegoat at the moment. And yeah, so it was really rough years. And if you sold during those years, that would inevitably uh, or almost like guaranteed trigger a capital loss. 
But if I just hodled through 2018 and 2019, then I wouldn't have triggered any capital gains or any losses, right? So it's, I mean, that, that's you, another value proposition to hodling basically, instead of trading. Or, well, basically what you're saying is if you lost money trading, then the government would give it back to you. I kind of said that, but I don't think that that is as, as cut and dry as what I made it seem. Like in that number, so if you have a capital loss of $5,000, for example, it, it goes to uh, credit your account. So like it can it can be used to reduce your tax liability. Right. Yeah, they're not just going to give you $5,000 because you lost it trading. That's, that's not how it works. <laughs> Folks, this is not financial advice, this and this is, is not, not tax yeah. advice either. Exactly. We are telling you uh, what our experience has been reporting these numbers and uh, and making bad trades, apparently. Ultimately, you need to do your own research and uh, double-check all this information with your local accountant or whoever your accountant might be. Yeah, because they, at the end of the day, will be reporting your cryptocurrency holdings and dealings at the end of the day. You know what? You know you know, we have to say this because uh, we are protecting ourselves, but it reminds me of when I've parked a car in a parking garage and I've paid to park my car in that garage. And then it says, park at your own risk. Um, and I'm like, wait, I paid to park here. And then now you're telling me that if anything happens to my car or anything gets stolen, then it's because I risked paying you to park my car here <laughs> and i almost feel like you know our listeners are listening to this episode and we give them all of this information and then we're saying by the way don't really listen to us do your own research well it's actually in line with like the philosophy of bitcoin in general it's just do your own research don't trust verify right so don't trust us maybe take the information that you've heard in this episode and then verify it with secondary or tertiary uh, sources yeah. Right. So that's maybe we can get you started down the rabbit hole of uh, crypto taxes. But at the end, I of the don't day, think it's a very pleasant rabbit hole. It's not. It's not very <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> I think we could have a whole other conversation on taxes and whether or not it's even like fifty. We in Canada we pay fifty percent um, of the capital gain at our current income tax bracket rate. So if you make eighty thousand dollars a year, you're basically being taxed at fifty percent anyway. And then so wait, really? If you make eighty thousand, your tax bracket is fifty percent. It's pretty close to fifty percent, yeah. But it's not fifty percent. It's not fifty percent. Something like forty six or forty two percent, yeah. Really? It's really close. We have high taxes in Canada. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, all said and done, we do have free healthcare for for most of health most of the health needs, and I, I love living in Canada. It's a great government. We find roads. Yeah, our our roads get plowed. <laughs> Yes. That's our tax money. Our, our roads get do get plowed. Um, so, yes. Okay, awesome. Thanks for explaining the whole capital loss thing. Just to quickly summarize, in this episode, we talked about crypto income, uh, how you have to report that. Actually, you know what? I'll just go over the five things that uh, you need to record when you are in cryptocurrency. So the first thing is to record the date and time of when you bought cryptocurrency the second or done anything with cryptocurrency um any transaction you need to record the date and time well isn't that the last point no the last point is the price at the time yeah but does i okay let's start over okay the first thing you need to record is at what date and time you did anything with cryptocurrency whether you bought you sold or you traded yeah well the second thing is for recording that date and time you need to know what exactly you did with that transaction. So whether it was a transfer, whether it was a trade or whether it was income. The third thing you need to record is 
what exactly? Uh, what two assets were involved in <laughs> the trade transfer? There we go. Thank you. Yeah. So if it was between Canadian dollar and Bitcoin or between Bitcoin and Ethereum or between Ethereum and Cardano or, you know, whatever. So what were the two things that were exchanged? Yep. Essentially. The fourth thing you need to record is how much fees did you pay to facilitate that particular transaction? And the fifth thing you need to record is... This one's optional, but it's it's recommended that you you do it anyway. It's what was the value was the va- of yeah. the asset or assets that you were trading or transferring or buying at in the time. your government currency. Yes, that's actually I don't think we covered that. What's so, the value of those currencies in your local currency? So e- even if you're trading Bitcoin for Ethereum, you need to calculate the price of bitcoin in canadian dollars at that time at that time and calculate the value of ethereum in canadian dollars at that time we're saying value keegan we mean price because there's a very clear distinction between value and price i agree okay so what was the price of bitcoin in canadian dollar when you traded bitcoin for ethereum and what was the price of ethereum in canadian dollar when you bought it bought bitcoin with it or traded bitcoin for it awesome yeah yeah nailed it okay perfect awesome well thank you for listening hopefully you have gained some clarity on how to report your taxes especially if you're in canada if you have any questions yeah if you gained confusion then uh please let us know what confusion you gained from this episode and drop us a line at ready at gofullcrypto.com this is true because it is tax season and because we are also in the process of uh, doing this uh, if you wanted to consult with us to get your crypto transactions figured out and straightened out we are here open for business we're open for business so get in touch with us and thank you for listening to our show for this long if you're listening to this on apple podcasts please give us a review it really helps us grow our show and grow our audience base which we have been growing pretty quickly recently that's true well keegan yes uh that wasn't a bragging spiel oh well okay the other thing that i wanted to say is what's even better for our show if you tell your family and friends about it because if you've tried to convince them about Bitcoin and you want a secondary source to also convince them about Bitcoin, then that's us. There we go. Okay, great. (laughs) Do you want to brag? Uh, Yeah, we've been growing really, really quickly recently. And this is thanks to you. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening and watching and stay tuned.